have such sights to show you. scary horror podcast here i'm your host colin with me as always i have my good friend and co-host aaron hello Ah! hey sorry i had to add a little scream to the intro (laughs) you know a little little scream to the intro i am am grimacing so hard right now (laughs) i i uh, okay yeah yeah, so we're just gonna jump right into Scream Two, not even be like, "What's up, bro?" Yeah. We, we can do some no, shit. No, Come on, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. What's, yeah, you, what's you, your you, favorite you, color, man? Black. Oh, well, just like Ghostface egg. Cloak. Am I right? Yeah, so we're gonna be uh, watching uh, Scream Two today, and uh, Aaron. Yeah. Again, um, what I have found myself doing with these sequels is just kind of asking. You know, where you last left off and what your mm-hmm. kind of aspiration is for sequels. Yeah. And whenever it comes to the first Scream, you thought yeah. it was okay. That's true. I thought there were aspects of it that were greater than other aspects. And one of the greatest aspects of the first Scream is that it's a fun time, man. It's silly. It's a little goofy. It's a little slapstick, man. Uh, ghost face killer. He be slipping and sliding, getting beat up. Um, he be doing some some funny things though too, um, and he also be doing some murdering. So I I mean, I'm excited. Um, without spoiling too much, I guess what happened in the first one. I'm curious to see who the ghost face killer is. Um, mm-hmm. in this one and uh, and uh, what happens from there. But I I mean I mean I assume some more hijinks at a high school. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it because, like I said, um, you know, without talking too much about the uh, f- first one, since uh, in case you haven't watched it, click on this link that I'm gonna throw up on the screen right there or whatevs. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I really love the first scream. I thought there's yeah. like a lot of inventive stuff they did. Um, Sydney is my favorite scream queen there. Mm-hmm. Um. Ghostface, one of my favorite slashers, and again, just like kind of Aaron mentioned, it's like kind of different where it feels like completely one sided there, mm-hmm. just because uh, Ghostface gets wrecked a lot of the yeah. time there. So it's been a while since I've seen the second one. I watched it last whenever I was binging all of them, whenever I was watching it the first time. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I got like the trilogy, like on Blu ray, and I just watched it back to back to back. Mm-hmm. That was before they made four at five mm-hmm. and now they're coming out this week with six yeah yeah so uh lots of screaming lots of screaming there um i'm curious to see what i think because all i have is vague recollection of like certain moments uh aside from that i'm very curious to see like after kind of the glitz and glamour of being amazed by scream has gone mm-hmm. away um how it's going to hold up on a second time viewing mm. so without further ado we will be back to give the boogaloo after <laughs> scream a two <laughs> ah, i've been screaming right now i'm really screaming this morning i woke up with this feeling i didn't know how to deal with and so i just decided to myself I'd hide it to myself. 
I don't like where this is going. I think I love you. Don't do this. I think I love you. No, 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 no. Please, lady, you don't understand. You don't know what you're doing here. Well, you can't beat him. back from watching scream two, two and screams. uh yes two screams we both were screaming so true, true. yes yeah um Officially. not sure for the right reasons though right yeah uh so thoughts comments <laughs> concerns <laughs> uh, as my biology teacher used to say thoughts comments rude crude remarks um <laughs> uh yeah no, it was a movie. <laughs> no, it was it was definitely. I was looking for the fun, funny slapstick, wacky hijinks time, and it to deliver that for sure. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it was enjoyable. There was there was some wacky stuff, a lot of stuff that didn't make any fucking sense, a mm. lot of strange music choices, yes. a lot of <laughs> um, little inconsistencies. But it was definitely campy. It was definitely early two thousands, and it was it was a good time. I'm glad you had a good time, but <laughs> did you not have a good time? I we were laughing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I enjoyed it more watching it with you. It's just funny, because, you know, it's like whenever you're younger and you get excited about something and you just binge a lot of it, mm -hmm. you tend to just put, like, your criticisms to the side oh, there, yeah. whatever. Watching it through the second time definitely does not hold up to the first time I watched <laughs> it before, but you are right there are like nuggets and moments mm -hmm. and everything else where i'm like okay that's funny that's good whether it be on purpose or not yeah. sort of thing there's stuff like that it's just <sighs> comparing it to the first film i just feel like the inconsistencies start to add up way too much there true because that and there is not a lot of ghost face in this film yeah honestly not yeah yeah because because he's always like hidden whenever he's going for kills and stuff you know mm -hmm. what i mean and then he pops out right when the knife goes in or whatever but and even then i felt like it wasn't as many kills or mm -hmm. but maybe it's because i never felt like the kills were super over the top there's like a few but aside yeah. from that it was very more mundane right and i feel like there either wasn't a lot of suspense behind some of the kills or the mm -hmm. ones that did have suspense it wasn't like they didn't see Ghostface. It wasn't like him chasing him, you know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. like, where is he, you know? Yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll dive into the nitty-gritty. I mean, I, I already have my thoughts up yeah. about it, but I'll just... For people at home who do not know the synapses yeah. of Scream 2, I'm just going to go over that. So, Scream 2 is a follow-up to Scream in which... Uh, the new movie Stab, based on mm -hmm. the Woodsboro Killer, is coming out in theaters. And coincidentally, around this time, our good old survivor, uh, Sidney Prescott, is off to college. True. Uh, however, things aren't quite as they seem with uh, Ghostface appearing once again mm -hmm. to hunt down Sidney and the rest of the crew from Woodsboro. So, I mean, plot-wise, makes sense. 
and that that's a like one of the bits of nuggets that i really like about this universe that they took like an incident like this and they made a movie out of it yeah i really think that's an interesting funny way to look at the universe there and just kind of comparing it to like real life you know with mm-hmm. like movies how they're coming out and i like the commentary um little jokes and thoughts about it i think that's always one of the things they always have fun with is just kind of talking about movies like it's definitely a movie for movie nerds especially yeah and especially horror Mm -hmm. movie nerds and um yeah no i just love that beginning where they i mean the whole intro scene is like Mm -hmm. a spoof of the intro scene of the verse scream like it's the like Mm -hmm. because they're showing that fictionalized in their universe or like you know your movie depicted version of the first scene in screen on the screen like they're literally watching first scream they just call it stab on them in the movies and then they get stabbed in the movies and it's like the same sort of cold open um that but it but it becomes a sort of commentary on what the last one was and what horror movies are in general um, and then they really lace that in throughout the movie, yeah, with like, because there's a couple guys in the film class, and they're just talking about films, and uh, the sequels are never as good as the first ones, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess they were onto something there, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I do love that they are talking about media generally throughout the movie, but especially horror movies, and it correlates directly to what's happening in their lives. Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's like moments like that that i memorized uh, and i remembered i'm like i remember the movie theater scene Mm because i was like oh that's smart and then i remember randy talking about the you know the rules Mm -hmm. and you know follow-ups and how it works and just kind of conversations you know and it's like those the stuff i remember however the stuff that i didn't remember is for probably good reasons <laughs> yeah. there, which we could dive into. But I mean, overall, I still think the idea of the story is good. It's yeah. good. It's solid. I like the little opportunities they take with it. Um, however, whenever it gets to the resolution of the story, I I feel like it's not as clean as the first one. Oh yeah. Um I definitely feel like it's a lot more messy towards the end of the second one and um yeah. Nah, and I won't spoil it too much, but obviously listen to spoilers in order to see kind of what we thought didn't work later on there, but I True. mean I feel like you know, there's definitely a lot of good moments throughout this film, but there's also a lot of moments you know like Mm. just watching and one of the things i do think suffer is the characters both old and new for the most part i i don't know what it is um maybe it's just part of directing or something like that where i feel like even you know nev campbell which i i love her to death and everything Mm -hmm. i felt like there'd be times whenever she was really good and then other times where she's just completely flat yeah. there. And that really sucks. That that really sucks because um, I like her a lot as a character, as a survivor and everything there. But it's like whenever you're first introduced, I really love the way that, you know, she's handling it. You know, it's like she's getting all the prank phone calls of people trying to scare her with the stab movie coming out because, you know, 
It's just something I can see doing, and she has caller ID, which in 97, you know, mm -hmm. definitely more modern, and she has the whole kind of, like, law represented about harassing people on the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, I like that. And then there's maybe some tiny moments throughout the film where it's like, yeah, you know, she's doing a good job. But then other times, she's just very flat. Very, very flat. And yeah. I just feel like her whole... And, I, and I'm not sure if it was the script... Or if it's Nev Campbell or both, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm just torn because I want to love her uh, performance, you know, because I love her as a character. Everything about her from like Nev Campbell to Sydney, just everything. But this film, I was just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, uh, I absolutely agree. Um, I feel like there's quite a few characters, honestly, that fall a little flat and even some characters that were like the wanky comic relief characters in the other movies that also just kind of like underperformed like i was excited to see dewey again in this one because i forgot about dewey mm -hmm. the, the the derpy deputy and he wasn't even really that derpy or that mm -mm. deputy he, he was just kind of there in a bunch of the scenes and was like hey i'm dewey <laughs> yes that was another thing too like dewey's character i mean it's like you could tell it's the same, but he's just mostly just, you know, annoyed. Yeah. Because, um, spoilers, but uh, him and Gail Weathers are not on good terms whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But even then, like, he would have lines that would come out funny, even though they weren't supposed to come out funny. Like, they're supposed to be serious. It's just, it was just kind of annoying a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know. Again, it was just, like, very watered down comparatively to the first one. Yeah. There, where I just felt like, you know, the people come in and are just like, oh, yeah, just, you're the same characters, and go. Mm -hmm. You know, and I maybe, again, I'm not sure if it's the actors or the director there, because I will say, like, you know, just to talk about it, I think the one character, and I don't know if you and I are on the same page, the one mm -hmm. character both new and old, who is bringing his A-game is uh, Jamie Kennedy as uh, Randy. Mm -hmm. I feel like he just knew exactly how to read it and how to deliver it and just hit it out of the park in that regard. Because I actually enjoyed seeing him more than I did Sydney. Yeah, there. I, I, I do think Randy performed pretty well. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he performed really well. He was delivering the dialogue exactly as fresh as he did the first time mm -hmm. round and, you know, kept that energy up, which again, it's like nothing to sneeze at. It's like super important just to keep up that level of energy, just to keep going there. Um, it's just kind of a, a shame that not the rest of the characters kind of, uh, continued that trend to say the least. Um, yeah, cause... I don't know. It's like even uh, Courtney Cox playing uh, Gail Weathers. Mm -hmm. it, it, she's just, again, she. it's like she had a bit of a character arc that then reverts again where she's like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, Gail Weathers trying to uh, get the story yeah. and everything. Um, and it, I just feel like, again, she's just kind of playing it straight. M she might be a little bit better because, again, she does show, like, a little more affection for dewey showing that they've had a past i guess but even then yeah. it's like 
Uh, Even that storyline seemed like it, like it made sense at the beginning, and then I, you know, I was hoping that they would, you know, I see what they're trying to do. They're exploring conflict together, and they're gonna be brought closer together because of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it really just seemed pretty stitched in, like really just the whole. It all seemed kind of phoned in, like okay, mm-hmm. well, here's the template, you know. Um, and there's a lot of aspects of this movie that did seem kind of you know boilerplate like that but yeah and it's it just kind of sucks you know because again it just feels like you know it's like the usual sequel you would think of you know Mm -hmm. where it's just like a little more tired and you know not as fresh not as energetic there even roger jackson who does the voice of ghostface Mm -hmm. i feel like you know he's doing just that there he has like a couple of playful moments but mm-hmm. i still just felt like it was a little more empty right a little bit which sucks mm-hmm. it sucks because you know there's just i just wish everyone's uh energy was up to play like in all honesty i felt like a uh, jada pinkett smith and omar epps at the beginning of the film had mm-hmm. more energy than the whole cast combined True. You know, going into movie theater, which it is important because they're the start of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. trying to start it off on the right foot. It's just after, you know, uh, they figure out that Ghostface is back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's whenever everything starts to get mushy. Um, and even, even whenever Ghostface does arrive, there's a couple of, like, good gags that he does. True. Like, he does a sick chair flip there <laughs> and other stuff. But even then, I feel like it's not choreographed as well as the first one. No, it isn't. Um, I do think there's, there's, like, one or two scenes at the very beginning where you see Ghostface and he's actually chasing someone. And it has sort of that that wanky you know tripping over stuff vibe that i mm-hmm. really enjoyed and then you don't ever see it again really in the rest of the movie there's i mean like like a little bit but it's yeah there's not a lot of like creative oh they're in this interesting place and they, they do this you know like the, like there was in the first movie where they're in a house and they use all kinds of things in their their landscape to uh to, to cause wacky things to happen or to cause interesting kills to happen or whatever. This one I felt it was like, you know, they tried that a couple times and it was either just ridiculous or really obvious. Like, there were several times where there's a character just standing next to an object that's obscuring the view and not looking behind them and then Ghostface comes out and stabs them. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, oops, you know, or like... Even even there's a time where um, um, Sydney is is uh, you know being protected by two deputies and they're just like we're gonna go look over here. You stand by that corner where where we can't see anything and nothing bad will happen. And then <laughs> and then she gets surprised by someone. Oh, who would have saw that coming? And there's so many moments like that where as an audience it's just obvious to see what's coming and. Uh, you know, sometimes that could work to, to add to suspense, but I feel like a lot of times in this one, it kind of ruined it, where you're like, okay, all right, yeah, a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it just sucks, because I wasn't even prepared to, like, dunk on this movie, per <laughs> se. I was like, man, I don't remember a lot about this movie. And I don't think it was awful. I think there's several yeah. things about it that are redeeming. Yeah. Um, I think there's there was a lot of creativity. I mean, 
I'm excited for spoilers to talk about some of the creative kills mm-hmm. and stuff that I was like, that was cool. But yeah, for for as many as there are those, there's probably twice as many yeah. that fall flat. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I don't even feel like talking about <laughs> the characters. I am so bummed after watching this film. And note, I don't hate this film. Mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed oh. that, uh, about it. That's, that you know, coming soon for the rating, whatever. <laughs> um, let's just get through the rest of the characters. There's a bunch of sorority girls. Yeah, who cares about them? Yeah, yeah, except for the fact it has uh, Portia DeRose or... I, I always butcher her name. Yeah. Uh, she's married to Ellen DeGeneres, I think, still, maybe, need to confirm that, was in Arrested Development mm-hmm. as... Uh, I can't remember her name, but Lucy, she's... Like, no, it's not Lucille. No, she's, she's married to... Uh, uh... Tobias. <laughs> to, 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 yeah, Tobias Funke played by David Cross. Why in yes. the crap can I not remember her name for the life of me? It's been I am too long since I've seen Arrested Development. He's in it. She plays a sorority yeah, girl. Yeah, and it was di- and it was distracting because I'm like, I think I know her from somewhere. I think I know her. <laughs> you know, just looking looking what, through what, there. What, what else is she from? Yeah, yeah what what else? What? I did not recognize her until you pointed out at the end of the movie, and I was like, oh, that is. Her. Yeah, I just it just kept bothering me, and again, like uh, Portia de Rossi. Lindsay Bluth. Okay, that's her name. I, I had to look it up, otherwise I was going to snap even more than what I am now. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Two other characters to mention. Let's mention the boyfriend. Uh, Chad McChadson. Yes, Chad McChadson, a.k.a. Uh, Derek Feldman, a.k.a. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Derek. to think about his character. Uh, he's like one of the, he's the character that shoot in to be like this guy's the killer because yes. he's too close. And then oh, why was he in the house at this time or whatever? It's like he's taking the place of like Billy Loomis with like how much mm-hmm. they shattered. Like oh, is he uh, the killer? You well, know, like the two films they rhyme. That was my George Lucas impression. Um. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. You just think we're going a little longer. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to go head back to Skywalker Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I don't... uh, I will say this mofo, Derek, Mm -hmm. had one of the scenes, and you might have seen me cringing (laughs) during it, where I'm like, what is going on Mm -hmm. with this film? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He had so he was a pretty like straight man as a character, you mm-hmm. know, and he had a lot of moments that were a little cringe, I guess. But yeah, definitely cringe both bits, both unintentionally and unintentionally. <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's fine, you know. And I, I mean, this is no dissing on Jerry O'Connell, yeah. mind you. I feel Fuck like Jerry O'Connell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like he is bringing his A game. He's yeah. like, okay, yeah, scream too. All right, let's go, let's go, let's do this. I'm I feel like this is white, I, distractingly male, male. I guy. feel like this is more a script how they wrote the character. Yeah. That I feel like I have issue with. So no dissing on Jerry. He brought his A game, so much of his A game, <laughs> too much of his A game. Ah, <laughs> uh... he was in the movie a lot. For the amount of screen time Derek got, you know, I don't think I ever really cared about him. <laughs> even, even I was, because I was, I feel like it was so obvious. I'm sorry, I guess this is a spoiler, but I feel like it was so obvious just from his introduction that, well, like, what they were trying to do to be like, he could be the killer. It could be him. It's, it, <laughs> And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. They <laughs> played that card heavy. Yeah. They just 
triple, quadruple, quintuple down on yeah. that. Just, oh, you, know, you could be the killer, perhaps. Yeah. Stay tuned. Plus four, plus four, skip, you know? Yeah. Maybe the Uno reverse. I don't know who else to mention. Connor Weary's back for the first film. True. He, he's, he's sus. He is sus. He's sus. He's like... Mr. Nice Guy, but also very intimidating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who else is important? There's like a new girl that's like a reporter. Um, yeah, yeah, one that's funny after her. Like, we're scrambling to talk about characters because, like, yeah, there's this character. Yeah. And that one, too. And there's like a new cameraman. That sure, that sure is a new character back there in the background. Do you see him? <laughs> and there's the other dude in the film. They added a shitload of characters in. I feel like so that they were like, oh, there's so many people it could be. It could be any of these people. And then at the end, whoa, it's the one that we didn't show on screen. Ever. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's that's my biggest gripe. <sighs> Anyways, let's. Let's talk about music. I'm, I'm done talking about <laughs> characters. We could talk yes. about characters, but it's like. Yeah, they're there. Music, I think, was unintentionally funny. And I, and I, and I, you know, I think there's a lot of things that were intentionally funny about this movie that you could that that might go over some people's heads or whatever. I feel like a lot of the moments it was just like they were just picking the wrong music. Not- the music just sucks. <laughs> it sucks. That's 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 my critique. There's one time where somebody dies and then they just start playing 90s alt rock, you know, like some like some 41 or some shit. I don't know what it was. It was just like really out of place and then they cut to a party and it was supposed to be like a transition, but it was just really like made the death really unimpactful mm-hmm. for the amount of time they set it up. And oh my gosh. I don't know. There's a lot of moments where they play this music that's supposed to be romantic, but it sounds like either cowboy western music or like maybe like free music that you download for like a porn game that you're making or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it A lot of it was a miss. There's a lot of miss. Yeah. The, the music, like, there. I don't think there's really been a whole lot of music where I was just blatantly this is bad yeah yeah this is bad but there would just be so many times like i guess i don't know what to call it gail and dewey's theme where again <laughs> they have like baby piano playing yes. like the, like it's rugrats or something here <laughs> and i'm just like i cannot even focus on what's going on with the scene <laughs> oh it's just that's the theme that transitions into cowboy music at some point and i don't know how i'm more impressed of how they did that how it just it went from rugrats theme to a wild west but they literally do the bam exactly you know and like dewey's walking in but they, and I feel like they do that at the wrong moments. Like, whoever's mixing this was just doing it the wrong... Because, like, they start doing, like... It's not even like, oh, okay, well, this is just to signify that Dewey's, like, the cowboy that's riding off in the sunset or, like, that rides on the scene to yeah. save the day or something. And But it's ironic because it's Dewey and he's dorky. No, they weren't doing that. They play, like, the part whenever he's, like, on top of her trying to, like, make out. <laughs> and it's like, why is, why is this the lone cowboy time when he's trying to cop a feel, like... It doesn't make any sense to me. No, and it's not even like no. funny in like an act, like an actively funny way. It's just like passively funny to to remark on it right now. It's not even yeah. like we were like that's hilarious. But why'd they do that? Uh-huh. It was just like what are they? What are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah, 
There's a lot of facepalm moments. Again, I promise, there is stuff I liked about the movie. It's yeah. just, the stuff I could talk about now is the stuff that I was not a fan the of. The disappointment's at the front of the brain right now. Yes, so we're, we're absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying trying to push it out. Trying to <laughs> get it out of the way. Dude, is there anything we want to talk about before spoilers? I don't, I can't even think straight. <laughs> I just keep playing the stuff. Mm, moments in my head uh no nothing really i mean the setting here is i feel like the first movie was like a parody of high school stuff you know mm. um as far as setting go like every everything's like a like a caricature you know what i mean so they were like caricatures of high school students caricatures of the media you know and now they're caricatures of college students and caricatures of fraternities and fraternities and stuff and i think it's a uh, it's a it's a funny playground for you know sort of base level social commentary while people get stabbed um because that's i mean that's kind of what the first scream was to me too was kind of like funny pop culture um um commentary while doing a horror movie and it continues here in a college town i, I thought the setting was cool um enough it served the plot my issue was just how often an entire college campus that has been victim of a murder spree for a week was just like empty except for the people that were getting murdered and a murderer you know like uh, how often gunshots would go off or something or a car would crash or there's like an explosion or some shit and then just like no officers or campus security or people in general are around it's just there's a lot of that but anyway um, yeah that's yeah, I don't know if you have. Do you have any thoughts about the new location? Because we're not in Greensboro anymore, Toto. I feel like it's so much more dead. It is so there's, much more dead. It's like so much larger, and mm, there's so much less in it. Like they would try to do something. Like they go to sorority houses. Mm -hmm. They and the only other thing I could think of, like that's noteworthy, is the theater room, True. which I think is cool looking um not sure about how they utilize it throughout the entire film yeah i will say they tried to set up you know a little theme going on there and i don't know that they executed it great but that's... it looked cool and that stuck out to me and i was like oh that's visually cool because mm -hmm. uh, they do like a whole scene there which we can talk about so true that was cool but Oh no! <laughs> That's a problem with this He's film so, that I have. In so Scream, the first one, I felt like you know yeah. I wasn't even necessarily waiting for Ghostface to show up to mm -hmm. do something because the whole back and forth, even me knowing who did it, right. I was just sitting like, you know, I'm able to sit through the first Scream and still enjoy the in between times between the killings sure. there. With this film. I felt like even whenever I got to the kills, aside from like the first one, which is over the top cheesy, it's probably, arguably, the best kill in the film. Probably the very first one. The like very the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, that probably that, and then whenever it just comes to the middle parts, like in between the slashing, it's just like okay, yeah, this is kind of interesting, and then it just gets more dry and dry as the film continues on yeah like they try to set up interesting stuff and everything and it's just like dude i don't know and then by the end it just gets so over the top it does that i'm just like 
what is going on? What is what is going on? Because that was the other problem too. Mm-hmm. I I vaguely remembered who Ghostface was at the end of this film. Mm-hmm. However, uh, by the time they revealed who it was, I was like, yeah, I, I no idea. I was convinced it was mm-hmm. somebody else. I there. yeah, I I will say if their their goal was to simply bamboozle the audience into like you'll never guess who it is. Uh, I mean, I guess mission accomplished, but it was at the expense of, like, I don't feel like they even really gave a lot of breadcrumbs or anything for you to be like, oh, this is a cool motivation and this makes sense, and you're going to be like, oh, oh, they got me. It wasn't that moment. It was like, oh, that's kind of dumb. I, <laughs> I just feel like the mystery of the first one is so much better because True. it you don't feel robbed. Like, I don't know how you felt, but, like, whenever they revealed who Ghostface was in the first film, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was in like, whoa, yeah. sort of thing. This is just, like, what right <laughs> you know no and the first one was like and even their motivation was sort of fresh and interesting mm-hmm. and just their characters and like what they were doing and it fit with the whole theme in the movie that's all just like pop culture commentary and stuff and they tried to like kind of do a repeat of that almost a little bit with this one but it, again it just wasn't it was no longer fresh the way they did mm. it was not as interesting the way they, the, the people that were involved were not even like cool like interesting characters or charismatic characters or anything Mm -mm. it was uh yeah it it fell flat a little bit yeah 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 Yeah. i don't know i didn't even want to dunk on this movie but it's like one of those things watching it that i'm like come on and again i will talk about the things i do like and Mm -hmm. that is going to elevate the score for me a little bit there. Yeah. It's just, I think coming into this, I was like kind of more excited because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this film in forever. And I just mm-hmm. dive in and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know, man. Do you just want to give your rating, dude? Yeah, yeah we can do the ratings. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'll say as much as we've been dunking on this, I do think it's a fairly decently constructed film. I think the pacing's fine. The pacing kind of drops off a little bit in the middle because you're like, you know, uh, you, you like I feel like it's paced well, but then just so much nothing happens a little bit. You know, just like so much not interesting things happen for a horror movie that you do sort of start to get bored. But we do go from scene to scene to scene and plot point to plot point quickly enough that it keeps your attention through most of the movie. Um, yeah, really just sort of a disappointing ending. It does sort of fall off the longer you watch it. And... Uh, yeah, we, we covered the other bad points there. So um, I am excited to talk about some of the creative things that do boost the score up for me in spoilers. Um, but for now, my rating is like a five. This is like, it, it was a good time. I thought there were some, some funny things, but it's not an amazing film. It's it's pretty middle of the road for me. Um, so yeah, good old, good old fiber. Man, so you gave it the exact same score as the first one. <laughs> yeah i would prefer the first one is a better movie um but i do think this has a few things going for it i guess i don't know maybe giving them the same score isn't fair to the first one i mean you this is no criticism i'm just mm -hmm. like surprised there but it probably is maybe 5.1 for the first one and 5.0 for this one yeah i would definitely rather watch the first scream i'll put it that way Mm, but okay 
All right. Yeah, my score. Cool. Okay. Um. So I remember I rated the first one a nine. I I really love that film. It has a special place. It just did so many things that I love and everything. Revisiting this film, definitely not as good mm-hmm. as the first one there. And so there are a couple of good moments because, like I said, even though it is watered down at a lot of points. Nev Campbell does still have, like, a couple of, like, good moments where she, you know, does have to get emotional or serious. Stuff like that. But there's also stuff that's just dumb. There's stuff that's dumb. Jamie Kennedy just hits it out of the park again. I would say he's Mm -hmm. about the only one who was exactly on the same energy and internet. uh, He was as connected to the role as he was the first time around. And there's a lot of interesting visual stuff. Again, it, it's always fun seeing Ghostface, you know, screw around. And even moments that are just straight up baffling and silly mm-hmm. can still be enjoyable. But it's just other baffling moments that kind of uh, sink the score a little bit. If I'm going to be honest, I, I, have, I have to give it 4.5. That, it's, I can't, I can't a good conscience bring it up to a five comparatively to how I've rated other films there. Mm-hmm. But sinking it down to four seems even a little too harsh. Like I think like if I had this on the background or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh, this scene's coming up. And now they're just going to talk about stuff that I already know, mm-hmm. you know, go off. That's fine. You know? Um, I mean, if you like the first screen, still give this one a watch. I, I wouldn't say, in comparison to sequels I have seen for horror films there, it's definitely not the worst sequel. No. But most definitely not. It's just kind of a bit of a drop down there. Um, still still love the Scream franchise. I know it's not going to... I, as far as I'm aware, I'm not going to hate every film more and more mm-hmm. as the series goes on. But maybe wait until I watch six. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Oof. But that's a story for another day. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's our recommendations. Um, if you're interested in watching it, you probably already have. Or if you haven't, definitely go watch it now because we're going to spoil the hell out of this film now. Okay. Talk about the first spoiler, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so utter, unenergetic. A little bit. It's okay. Um, Shit. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about... I don't know, man. How about Cece's killing? That was fun. Yeah, I that did. was fun. That was probably my second favorite kill in the oh, film. What was your first favorite kill? Why don't we start there? Uh, all right. I come on. Sure. I don't need to go in yeah, order here. What's your favorite yeah, kill? Let's talk a little positivity. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just. <sighs> Let's just talk about Cece. <laughs> Let's just talk about Cece. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about that. Because that was like traditional Scream style kill. Yeah. You know, because basically, house. yeah, just a sorority sister alone. Mm-hmm. And I do love the, uh, I do love the cat and mouse that Ghostface does mm-hmm. with her. And I know you were a big fan because she was flipping through the channel and left it on Nosferatu. You, I, you know what I'm saying? I love Nosferatu. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that was just 
it was good. I, I think it's good for a series to not forget its roots mm-hmm. and kind of stick to what worked well in the first one, yeah. which is Ghostface outside of your house screwing with you. I think that's just something that, you know, I at least I'm glad they don't overuse. But again, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm trying to think of how many people Ghostface kills in this film. It's like just a handful of people, I want to say. Because he killed two at the beginning. Yeah, he killed those two at the beginning. He killed Cece. Um, um, Oh, there goes Randy. Yeah, yeah, he killed Randy. Yeah, and Um, two cops. Yes, and and then her friend. Yes, five, six. I mean, it seems like a decent amount of kills. It just doesn't stick around in the brain, I guess. And Derek. Yeah. He gets crucified. Um, died for your sins. Poor Derek. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's I, a lot of people that get like well injured, I guess. But they I don't know because like well, Dewey gets killed but mm-hmm. not killed. You know what I mean? <sighs> they do up the body count, I suppose, comparatively to the first one. And I thought they were gonna yeah. because they said specifically mm-hmm. in the little sequels class or whatever they were like in sequels or whenever they talk about the rules or whatever. Sorry, with Dewey and uh, Randy were talking about the rules. He was like. There's gonna be a higher body count. There's gonna be more crazy kills, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot what the other rule was. But I, yeah, I I don't think he got to the rule. I think Dewey interrupted him, which I got really pissed off at because <laughs> like keep Randy talking. He's the one with the most interesting stuff to say. True. Um, man, we got derailed. Yeah, let's, let's talk about some more CC. Then jump to theater. I just, I guess. Yeah, I don't think that one yeah. that hill was particularly crazy or anything. But I do. I yeah, mm. I agree with you. I think that was where I was like, because I do think the beginning of the movie and CC's is towards the beginning is is all pretty good for me because mm-hmm. I actually really loved the little cold open thing they did at the movie theater, and I thought I was going to set the stage for something really good. You know, um, it's it's a parody of itself in addition to. Um, other movies and I, I thought that was awesome um and the kills that were there were creative you know stabbing him through the stall and then jada pinkett smith getting getting murdered in the theater while everybody was like you know excited to watch this soon-to-be franchise stab film you know um and you know i just thought that was that was great and then you get to cc and it's like back to its roots it's like a girl in the house and it's alone and she's getting chased around and he's tumbling over the chair and she's fighting back with him and i was like yeah yeah scream like this is the good stuff um so i was excited i even thought it was funny that he he just like straight up threw her off a balcony and she died (laughs) it just that whole scene kind of went collapsing down whenever (laughs) the fucking 90s music the the 90s dude that was so ill placed (laughs) i was that was one of the first instances where i'm like that kind of moment yeah it just depleted the energy of just finishing off it just was so ill-fitting i don't know who edited this film but (laughs) (laughs) come on now um but yeah i mean talking and we could talk more about the movie theater stuff but talk let's just i'll talk about cc's thing i love you know the traditional again sitting on the couch alone in the house there and you know she's wandering around and then she hear noises upstairs Mm -hmm. which is totally you know something i've dealt with where i hear like a noise you know house creak or something like that and i'm very paranoid and i'm like Okay, it's like a bit, especially the bigger the house, the creepier it is. Mm-hmm. Just like empty space. The the sorority friend just pop scaring her, like jump scare. That was the, one moment the, that I thought was 
good until it ended. Like, she just ran out of the house and I was like, all right, back to getting killed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why weren't you like, hey, somebody's... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, like, interesting stuff they do. I mean, again, I, I, I love the phone conversation. I feel like... Yeah. The phone conversation is just really good mm-hmm. where she, you know, she picks up the phone, it's Ghostface, and she's like, oh, it's my drunk boyfriend being silly, you know, here, let me swap the line, hold, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's my drunk boyfriend, and it swaps the line, he's like, I'm not dead, <laughs> you know, doing that, and so then uh, she hangs up, and, you know, she's trying to check around the house, and then the friend's there, and... uh she's like oh uh you know uh don't forget to set the alarm or whatever mm-hmm. and uh call security if you need to or whatever and so anyways i love that they're having this conversation and uh the friend answers and she's like hello he's like is stacy there <laughs> <laughs> it's ted <laughs> and, and she's like okay it's ted it <laughs> hands off the phone mm-hmm. i did find that to be a very funny well-written moment there yeah and he's like hey ted he's like you wish <laughs> um and that was just fun and you know she's like you know uh trying to uh call security there and she can't you know check outside too far because the connection is bad because mm-hmm. you know landline phones uh be a nightmare like that true that's fine. I, I do love that they at least try to address some of the critiques of, like, why don't they set the alarm or mm-hmm. why don't they call security if they're on campus? They do stuff like that, and it does add to, again, Ghostface probably pulling the best uh, athletic – I don't know about best athletic, but lots of athletic skills because nothing brought me more joy than whenever he's uh, chasing Stacy – uh, through the house and um he gets like knocked into the table there and mm-hmm. it's just like vases on there with flowers just gets knocked off i did find it funny because um her running up the stairs and tossing things down just oh, random she, like, things pushes the bike down the stairs <laughs> yes it was so funny and uh it reminds me of a ski- uh, scene from scary movie mm-hmm. have you ever seen that movie yes <laughs> the one scene whenever uh I can't even think. I think it's Anna Ferris is like pushing stuff down the stairs, like the grandma <laughs> down the stairs towards Ghostface, and then the piano, <laughs> Ghostface. See, like, and that just what sparked joy. Because in all honesty, I wasn't a big fan of Scary Movie, but mm-hmm. I love that scene to yeah. death. There's just good comedy, but so like overall, it was just gen, you know, good slice of like normal style scream kill. But yeah, that music just fizzled out the steam there. It was just like, gone. But let's talk about something good that I'm really excited and happy about. How about that? Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? Um, movie theater scene. I feel like just that whole opening scene, mm-hmm. while I still love the opening scene of Scream maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. I love what this film did as a follow-up there, where again, it just focuses on uh, Omar and Jada Pinkett Smith mm-hmm. uh, going to the movies and are talking about, you know, black representation in film and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love their commentary and their, like, hype about it. And I love the setup of the whole thing. Like, the whole idea. Again, like, I, I cannot state this enough i think i understated this comparatively to the stuff that i didn't like i love the idea that they made a movie on 
killings that happened in this universe and they have this whole event there you know they have like a huge animatronic hand stabbing mm-hmm. there they're blowing it up making a big deal and even whenever they get inside it's like oh you get a free stab costume mm-hmm. there um because i did love in the first film they just said yeah this is some regular you know halloween costume right. there that you could buy anywhere so it could be anybody mm-hmm. um but not only that but like the stab and so you go into the theater and there are so many jack wagons they're dressed up as a ghost face there and of course they have like their glow in the dark knives yeah these like plastic knives and they throw all and the popcorn th- and th- this and is the most unruly bunch of theater goers mm-hmm. i have ever seen there um and it's just fun and again um it's um great getting to see them recreate scream in mm-hmm. the movie stab I think it's just so funny watching the scenes almost verbatim, but they're just slightly off. It's mm-hmm. like a little uncanny there. Um, but yeah, and so just them watching that film and, you know, the people are like, oh yeah, kill, 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 mm-hmm. you know, doing that. And uh, I, I do like the breakaway that they do whenever uh, Jada Pika's bitch like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. And again, it has like a little fake jump scare with... Uh, omar's character coming out to uh scare her mm-hmm. and everything and uh then they split off uh i have to say omar's death is weird man it's, it, it's so weird because he's like getting up he's like i'm gonna go to the bathroom and it was just funny seeing two people dress up as ghost face at the urinals there mm-hmm. and they just both turn around while urinating looking at omar and he's like Okay. Okay. And he's going over to the stalls and then there's one stall that's locked. He's like, Oh yeah, sorry about that. And he goes and then I don't know what Ghostface was doing there, man. He was like mumbling yeah, he was something. Like, <laughs> no, like what is this animal crossing Ghostface going? <laughs> and you know, like Omar's smiling like <laughs> you know, like and he's trying to listen and like when he listens in, like he's like he's saying like Listen to me, listen to me, Poppy. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like something. It's so he's weird. Like trying to get him to put his ear to the doors, so and then he stabs it's him. Such a weird through like a full inch of. Plastic. I mean, I guess I can't argue with results, but it's weird. <laughs> and so it's just like, well, that was weird, but again, did lead to like a, I guess, pretty cool death. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you die from getting stabbed in the cheek, but <laughs> I, I think but he, he got did. stabbed in the head, maybe. Wasn't but it, it did. It but like it, 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 he was holding his cheek like yeah. this, so it's really hard to tell. I assumed it was the head. Either way, yeah, it definitely did seem super deep. But he was like, That's you know, superhuman stabbing too to be mm-hmm. able to stab through a full inch of like plastic door. Oh yeah, and then through his skull. That is. Uh, that is like Jason Voorhees' amount of force, yeah. you know, going on there. Just full going through there. Um, yeah, man. Um, and I, I, But I do love that it does lead to the funny moment of, like, Ghostface entering the theater with the leather jacket on to trick Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. Which, at the time, mm-hmm. I was like, how did he know exactly where she was sitting? And, like, or like mm-hmm. why would you, like, how did he know who this guy was? where he was sitting in the theater and then go sit next to his girlfriend to do this little trick if you're just like killing random people in a theater mm-hmm. but then it's revealed later that he was targeting these two people specifically and i was like that makes sense mm-hmm. i did like that they explained that mm-hmm. and it's not just oh it's random right um so i i did appreciate that but 
Yeah, it does lead to, like, the funny moment where, you know, like, Jada's getting into the movie and she's like, okay, whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Like, he already tried to scare her once and now he's just, like, fully dressed up. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, he starts to proceed to stab her, which I think is genius because everyone's pretending to stab each other there mm -hmm. already. And there are, you know, other people acting and screaming and everything else. And it isn't until, you know, like, she's just bleeding out in front of the screen and everyone's like, uh -oh. oh you know like they see that it's real so i really like that it's a good opening scene it is um it's just again and like i said introduction to Sydney's, uh prescott's good good introduction to randy also good because he's just complaining about films mm -hmm. um i i was highly offended whenever they said aliens is a better sequel to alien <laughs> Uh, without spoiling anything, no. <laughs> Most definitely not. But that's beside the point. Uh, shots fired, baby. Come at me, bro. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to go with this film. I'm trying to focus on the stuff I really liked a ton. Yeah, I guess... I guess there there I, is a lot that just kind of gets blurred into the background. I guess I could just talk about poor Randy's death. Yeah. Yeah, because Randy uh, gets the axe... Um, I do like the idea of the setup, um, how, again, it's like broad daylight and Ghostface is already calling, mm -hmm. uh, and so then everyone's just trying to look around for anybody talking on a phone, maybe harassing them. Um, I don't know how to feel about, like, I'm, I don't know how to feel about the death, because, again, I felt like having the strongest character get killed in the middle of the film. Yeah. There definitely took out steam with the rest. And there was no, like, acknowledgement that he was such an important character. It's just, like, one scene where Sydney's also being traumatized with something else where she's like, oh, Randy, I gotta call his mom. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. And then, that, <laughs> and, then, and then that's it. That, like, that's all they talk about Randy. Oh, no, Randy. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it, it kind of sucked because they did set up this thing where, like, Randy was kind of like, I don't know, a little bit crushing on Sydney a little bit. Yes. She's with Derek, and it's, and he's like, oh, well, um, in, in a great sequel, you know, the main girl gets with the nerd at the end, you know, and they were like trying to set the, mm -hmm. and then he just dies halfway through, and it's like, well, there's, there's a whole rest of this movie I gotta watch now. Yeah, I do think the placement was a little odd. But... Yeah, I wish it would have done a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, I do think it's pretty goofy in broad daylight. Ghostface is able to grab Randy, pull into the van, and close it shut. Right. And then, coincidentally, there's this guy with this big old boombox <laughs> just walking by as he's screaming and dying in pain and he it's not even like a you know ah stab stab dead or whatever it's like he there's a fight in there he gets thrown into the window and it mm -hmm. like busts out but nobody notices and that's yeah there's so many scenes like that where it's like okay you're on a very populated college campus there's been murders happening that are focused specifically on students on this campus why isn't this place covered in security detail 24 7 why is no people walking by noticing that murders are happening? like it's just crazy that uh yeah 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 and the whole that whole plot leading up to that also revolves on like there's people everywhere and they're on their cell phones and they're trying to figure out which one is the killer and nobody notices that just somebody's getting stabbed to death in a news van crazy. yeah yeah it was a major ripperoni there mm -hmm. um i mean i felt like they at least 
try to build up to like, oh, he's going to die here. So we're just trying to build up his final moments here. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's like, yeah, again, he has like th- the best delivery in the film. Like, it's like, you know, what's your favorite scary movie? He's like, oh, Shroud Girls, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Which is like supposed to be one of the worst films of all time. <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, list. he's like, oh yeah, what's your favorite horror movie? And he's listing off all these college campus horror films mm-hmm. there. It's just like fun. And then, you know, he's just like insulting the killer. He's like, oh yeah, you're just trying to be like a billion stew. They're a bunch of losers, let me tell you, mm-hmm. going off. Um, so, I mean, I felt like if you were going to kill him, I guess that's like the best dialogue you give him. It's just kind of true. The, I, I, the both literal and figurative execution is true. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I did really like that scene and I liked, you know, how they're on the hunt for they're like, okay, this is our moment to maybe find him. Where is he in the crowd here? You know, and they split up and are looking for him. I thought that was all really strong. Yeah. It's just that ending that it's like, okay, he died. And then they just kind of forget about him. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, sad but props to jamie kennedy for once again just giving it his all yeah yeah do you think that did you think in that moment that maybe it was the camera guy that killed him because he disappeared and then the guy got killed in a news van and then he came back and he's like whoa what happened i knew (laughs) it was like i was i mean i guess we're in spoilers forget it Mm -hmm. um i knew it wasn't the cameraman this time round Mm because remember it wasn't him right first time round i just remember thinking who the heck is it yeah. there? Because um, the first time I watched it, I didn't even remember that it was a news fan mm-hmm. uh, there. Um, and Randy's death came out of left field for me because I'm like, they won't kill Randy. Mm-hmm. And then they killed Randy. Um, yeah, so like first time round, it didn't even cross my mind about it. Second time round, like I said, I vaguely remember who the killer was, and I remembered it wasn't the cameraman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even forgot about like the cameraman so much because he's pretty much like, "Yeah, I'm the new cameraman." What the old cameraman die? I'm out. Right, I'm out. <laughs> and then he shows up for like two seconds at the end of the film for some reason. Yeah. Yes, for some reason. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've come back now that the threat's gone. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's how I would be too. I was like, okay, all right. Now that my life isn't in danger, you want to hire me back? <laughs> um, uh, hey, can we talk about? Uh, we could talk most... about whatever the hell you want, baby. Uh, how about that weather? No, um, can we talk about the my by the most ridiculous kill scene in the movie, which is a. Uh, with the car, with the cops. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah, sure. That is both some of the best stuff and some of the worst stuff in this movie, I think. The, that entire extended scene. It starts off as some of the worst stuff. Like, where they're, where they're like... Uh, where are we going? And if I told you, I'd have to kill you. That, I, 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 I lost my mind hearing that. And I'm like, why? Why would you make a joke like that? For the same reason they're in a theater production that revolves around Sydney getting stabbed a lot. And then they're like, oh, oops, we triggered her PTSD. Weird. Thought? Yeah, we'll have to talk about... There's a lot of... 
what is going decisions. on scene. Uh, but we could we could talk up we could talk about the uh, most over the top outrageous kills that is absolutely preposterous. I and every was like, what the fuck? Like he just appears on top of their car for one in the middle of an intersection, just manages to stab and kill one of them through the window, and then like goes across it. That's where I'm like. This is a little superhuman for who who Ghostface is supposed to be. Like that's a thing. He's killing these cops. Like it no, brought. Yeah. Why, why did you get the like most inexperienced wimpy cops mm-hmm. to protect? Which they specifically yeah. said, like two of our best men are, are protecting her or whatever. And it's like these these are the best guys you got. Like it's it's so frustrating because yeah they're like. Um, if I told you, I have to kill you. <laughs> and then they all proceed to die whenever one cop gets, like, stabbed in the head through the window. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy's like, oh, God, you know, I'm going to get out of the car to shoot him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, oh, lo and behold, Ghostface stabs him mm-hmm. and um, has him flip over the car. And then Ghostface proceeds to hijack the car and it's Mario Kart time, baby. Yeah. Join in the roster of Michael Myers yeah. of slashers driving cars. Yeah, because the other cop who had his neck stamp gives up and like hops on the hood and he just drives through. Well, that's a crazy thing, too, because I thought I didn't even remember all this craziness. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to get ran over. No. He is going to get hit and get stuck on the hood as Ghostface is swerving heavily back and forth Mm -hmm. like a child trying to pretend he's driving. Right. There. Trying to get him off, I guess. And then he gets himself wedged in between like this concrete wall into this construction zone where all of a sudden this cop uh, gets a pipe through its head. Yeah, yeah, because he, like, crashes into a concrete barrier or whatever to get him off, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And, and then, <laughs> yeah, he stabs him, which all of that was, like, not good. But then I feel like they were just doing a really shittily, hastily put-together transition to get to what was good, which was they're stuck in the back. Which also doesn't make any fucking sense. Why are they? Why were they walked in the back I don't the know why car? they were in a cop car. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I guess we couldn't find any other vehicles. Yeah, so you gotta get in this cop car. And also, there's no way for us to keep the back doors unlocked or trapped here. Um, Mm -hmm. You're safer that way if you can't escape. (laughs) 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 But I do think it was really, really cool where they ended up, which is, like, they're sandwiched in between this little concrete barrier or whatever. So, uh, and and they're locked in the back seat. And they're like, how do I get out? But Ghostface Killer's like passed out in the front seat from the rag where he like got knocked unconscious from the airbag or whatever. And uh, and they noticed the pole that stabbed through the detective, like bent their little bat cage. So Sydney's like being a badass, like rolls the cage up. But then they have to like sneakily get past Ghostface so he doesn't wake up. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was a lot of good ex- suspense. I thought they weren't thinking rationally, which is making a loud noise isn't necessarily going to wake up somebody that was just knocked unconscious, you know, like just, just get mm-hmm. out. But they were like, oh, let me slowly reach over him for the handle. Oh, and I know it was all for the movie, but like in real life, I'd be like, uh, door open, uh, get the book out. Scramble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, but then the girl in the back seat's locked in there and they can't get her. I thought all that was great. And then it kind of ended with a dud again where they're like, okay, well, now that we've walked up, 
away from the car. Let's go back and try to take off the mask. And, oh, he's out of the car. Who would have guessed? Oh, and you're standing next to a, a big pallet of wood, and you're with your back turned to it. Oh, but there you got stabbed. Oops, 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 oops. I thought all that was dumb. But the middle part in between is kind of genius. Yeah, that's how I feel, dude. That's how I feel. As much as I love Mario Kart Ghostface, <laughs> they're driving and it's funny, haha stuff. I do love, <clears throat> they add that scene of suspense. Like, again, it's haphazardly done to where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, back doors are locked. Passenger side is locked. So the only way to get across is over Ghostface. However, there is a couple of issues I also have with this. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from going very slow and then having that silly horn honk there, which I know <laughs> they did for tension and everything. Mm-hmm. Couple of things. You know this is the killer. Yeah. Absolute no doubt in your mind. He should have his knife on him as you saw him stab right. one of the dudes. Shouldn't it be on the floorboard somewhere, anywhere? And again, you could argue like, oh, we're not trying to you know wake him up by pulling anything off or anything Mm -hmm. you're already crawling over him unless you're like again and maybe that's it because they crawl through the window there because they can't get the door open i guess you know just the smoothest acrobatic sliding out of there okay doesn't go for a knife perfectly fine doesn't pull the mask off immediately which would you know maybe it's one of those things like okay they're flustered they're just trying to get out and everything Mm -hmm. but you know she doesn't think about pulling off the mask to see who it is underneath there. And three, the cop still has the gun in his hand that right. he never fired. Get the gun. Yeah, and yeah. It's, they make a point to show it. Like, yeah, he still hold on to that gun, even mm-hmm. though he got impaled through the skull. And again, like, by the time they walk back, it's just clearly setting up for Ghostface to be seen disappearing. And then him, I mean, the whole wood palette load should have been shaped like Ghostface. literally just True. cardboard cut out of ghost face there as he just cleanly walks out because it just looks so perfect like it was it was like in those scooby-doo <clears throat> cartoons or whatever where like one part of the background is animated different yes and you know like it's like, like a cell shade yeah yeah <laughs> yeah instead of like the background like okay i know something's gonna happen to that box because otherwise it would have painted it a background exactly <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly how it felt with ghost face there and so whenever they go back i'm just like if you like i guess you thought about it just now like oh yeah that's a good idea there um which i mean i guess i get but if you're going at least go as a group but then again i guess she was wanting to leave so i guess that's the reasoning it's so dumb dumb. i get it like i I could justify like feel like cause i feel like there's a moment where she tried to take it off but then she honked the horn and she was like shit and so then she's like i'm not gonna take off the mask they get out and then she was focused on getting her friend out and then once both those things happen she's like no i i, I feel she felt safe now that she escaped she's like i gotta go back and take off the mask mm-hmm. but like i understood that but yeah no the friend just standing next to the ballot waiting to get killed was dumb but yeah yeah so and the friend dies which again i felt like this is no fault of the actress, but I felt like they gave her nothing. Not a thing. Yeah. Not a thing. Like, I can't tell you one defining thing about her. She was a, she was a little sassy, I feel like, because she gave her big bag to the detective and was like, haha, one-liner that I don't remember, and then hopped in the car. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, I, I couldn't tell you her name or you, I can't tell what you scenes anything. she was in even. Like Just, I, know, I know she was there in the movie, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you another scene she yeah. was in. <laughs> like, and I, I don't think it's even the actress's fault. I just feel like it's just script-wise they gave her nothing. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of the clever charm in the dialogue that there was in, in the last one. But Yeah, yeah. All right, we could... I don't know, we can keep talking about these films, but there's one thing mm-hmm. that's stuck in my head that is just... Just a big, just a big lump in my head. Yeah. Just thinking about it is uh, Derek's musical number he has in the cafeteria. <laughs> you know, yeah. winning back uh, her affection whenever she starts to get like kind of creeped out because it's like whenever he tried to chase. Oh my god! I just remembered another thing. Um... <sighs> god, that yeah. I have to talk about Cece's house there. I'm going to talk about this musical number first. Okay, but. <laughs> we that whole musical number i was just kind of sitting there mind numb like what is going on <laughs> like i didn't even remember this and i just felt like i was having a stroke or something like i just imagined like the film just turned into a whole other different film because he's like singing there yeah trying to earn the affection and nev cam was like oh derek you know and then the whole cafeteria be clapping you know <laughs> and you know again no fault of jerry jerry's killing it he's killing it for me <laughs> i didn't i thought i was mostly laughing at your reaction to that scene honestly i thought it kind of tracked for how these movies have gone so far as far as like the feel of them you're to not be, wrong to be like ridiculous over the top it was cringe but i felt like it was supposed to be you know i, I guess know. you're not wrong <laughs> i guess you're not wrong i i can't refute that because <laughs> definitely like even like you know stew is the prime example of just over the top yeah uh unlike any other human being sort of thing so jerry just pulling a mama mia <laughs> yeah. in the scene i guess the facts check out i guess i was just not I, I definitely was pulled out of left field for it. It's a high school musical. Over the, and everyone's clapping and giggling there. Yeah. And then he pretty much earns back her love and affection. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's been on my mind for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> There's so much to talk about with this movie, but I'm not even like that excited to talk about no. most of it. <clears throat> I do have to talk about back at Cece's house that after the murders are like of CC happened or whatever mm-hmm. and they're investigating and you know um Sydney's there mm-hmm. and they're like looking through the house and then there's like the whole thing of like yeah come on let's get out of here Sydney and then the phone's ringing and she's like I'm not gonna answer it mm-hmm. and, and she goes back and answers yeah and then it's ghost face lo and behold and she's like you know uh show yourself your coward he's like i'm closer than you think or whatever and then it like cuts to the front door which closed in the meanwhile then there's Ghostface there running towards the camera mm-hmm. and then there's like the whole uh chase which maybe that's the chase with the chair topple again that kind of runs together but like they have this whole chase scene and um you know she manages to escape derek's there he's like hey what's going on he's like the killer's there he's like yeah i'll be right back and then mm-hmm. they have like him get cut but they stress immensely later on about he's like man I'm so lucky I avoided every major artery to not be killed he's a pre-med student he Um, would know to not cut himself too hard yes exactly but I do love this is like 
I don't I don't think this is great editing, but it's something that made me laugh unintentionally. Where like Dewey's running in trying to check out, and he sees the front door open, and two of the sorority girls are just there looking back at the house, confused, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Dang it, you gotta wait." <laughs> uh, so that was a funny, ha ha ha, funny ha ha. All right, let's let's just keep trekking towards the end again. Moments happen. Yeah. Um. Again, Randy has this great conversation with Dewey over Baskin Robbins ice cream. That was another thing I noticed a lot was a lot product of, placement. There's a lot of that. The Pepsi in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. The Baskin Robbins, as they talk about the rules of horror films, the cameraman showing up, hey, what I miss? Holding Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's fine, but it's just like funny things I noticed this time around. Um, I don't know. We could talk about just like Dewey and Gale Weathers reigniting their... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dewey's death. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was so silly. Just the soundproof glass there, and they're banging, and it's just muted on their side. Mm-hmm. And then you see him get stabbed behind, and it's so super dramatic, like blood splurting out of his mouth, going... Yeah. And Gail's screaming, No, no. Doing that, and then yeah, he's like dripping blood against the glass. Like... And then the killer mm-hmm. goes for Gale, and all she does is push a thing of shells in front of a door, and that just means that it's foolproof. He can't get in anymore. Yeah, it's... And and, and then she just gets out somehow. And, and then, and then uh, what's-his-name was there? Weird tall oh, guy that was yeah, like, Cotton. Cotton, yeah. Yeah. I want to be on Diane Sawyer. <laughs> Diane Sawyer. I w- am willing to threaten Nev Campbell, who is already having her th- life threatened, mm-hmm. to be on Diane Sawyer an hour, 10K apiece, baby. I mean, what an opportunity. Also, was it ever explained why he was in that building? <laughs> no, he just is there. <laughs> I do love that. I love seeing the old technology being used in computers being like, oh, yeah, you got an instant message. You need to check mm-hmm. it out. He's like, you're going to die tonight. The police can't save you now. On yeah. the instant message, I'm like, that's just funny and goofy. So I enjoy that quirky charm, even though it's like, again, they're just like randomly throwing, you like, don't forget, you're in danger. Um, but yeah, the whole scene, like, whenever Dewey and Gail are investigating. You know, looking through the footage there mm-hmm. of, like, who the killer is. And then they run into Ghostface, who's willing to show himself, then disappear, then pop back up again mm-hmm. to uh, go after him. Gail, who is an experienced reporter, knows what to do, is acting like she's never been chased by a killer before. Mm-hmm. Even there. though she was last week. Yes. <laughs> um, and, I don't know, I felt like Ghostface was really stupid, <laughs> like acting yeah like i felt like in the first one he was clumsy but always cunning like Mm -hmm. you know like just spastic again like a looney tunes character yeah this one is just dumb (laughs) goofy like whenever it comes to like gail navigating through like the sound room there Mm -hmm. and it's like ghostface should be making that cut around the corner but he doesn't there yeah it's just like a lot of goofy freaking moments and it culminates to where basically Sydney is running back to campus and she hears her plays music uh, playing, mm-hmm. which um, I'm just going to talk about this because yeah. I, I realized just now coming towards the end, I just want to mention it. 
the whole play idea of mm-hmm. like you know the whole old Greek chorus. I don't know if you know what play they were trying to do or anything. Uh, no, they mentioned it, but I didn't pick up on. Anyways, I I think I'm with you in the fact that it's preposterous. A drama teacher's like. You must use this pain. You'll be better being traumatized. Yeah, you are through. actively being hunted by opening weekend. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do the play. Yeah, um, doing that, and then you know, I do, I, I do love that scene and how it sticks out because again, it's just very artistically different, interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it well placed? I don't know, maybe, but. It was something new and interesting to look at. And so then it's like the Greek course of them saying that. Mm-hmm. And again, getting to see her act a whole lot different. And then whenever it comes to her, like pretending like she's being stabbed, all of a sudden Ghostface is in like one of the robes there. And <clears throat> it makes me curious because I'm assuming Ghostface was actually there. Oh, I was assuming the, I was assuming it was just her trauma because everybody see, that's, takes that's... off the mask and then none of them were Ghostface. Well, see, and that's what I thought, too, the first time. The second time is whenever I started questioning it, because the person that I thought was uh, Ghostface, like, well, who was Ghostface in a crowd, I see exit off the camera there, and then it flips around, and then I see the drama teacher and the police running up. But again, I like the idea better that it was trauma, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Ghostface actually wasn't there. Because if Ghostface was there, that... I can understand the idea of like, oh, well, we're pretending to stab her. I'll mm-hmm. just stab her. Worked once before. Am I, am I right or am I right? But I liked it more as an idea of trauma. Like, I think it would have been cooler if, like, all of their masks start looking like Ghostface there. Yeah. I think that would have been a cooler idea and moment. And, again, it starts to screw with her on a psychological level. Because I imagine mm-hmm. she probably has a lot of mental trauma. And I feel like they tried to set that up and then just didn't really hit the ball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because they, they, they had a few moments where they're talking about, like, so she's talking to one of her friends. And she's like, they're like, it's okay to break. And she's like, I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's like a there's a couple lines in there where yeah. it's talking about psychological trauma and they set up in the beginning how she's dealing with it well mm-hmm. until the murders start happening again, you know what I mean? And th- all these old people are coming back into her life that were related to the incident in Greensboro. Like I felt like they were trying to do that and then yeah, they just really didn't they didn't knock that ball out of the park. I think that would have been such a cool moment mm-hmm. there. And I think that's what draws me about it is just, again, like the set is interesting. The whole vibe is interesting. I do actually like the music track. It's probably the one track I do like in this film mm-hmm. there. Um, I, I like that a ton. And I think, again, I'm with you. Like they should have doubled down on like, you know, if it was trying to be portrayed as like kind of mental trauma, like go all out with it. Like all of a sudden there's like tons of ghost face mask in front. I think that would have been a really cool scene mm-hmm. there. And she's just like screaming. Just like, cause they had all this that lightning effect and stuff. Even if just like one flash of the lightning, everybody's mask turns to ghost face. Yes. That would be so cool. Kind of like what they did in my bloody Valentine 3d, something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, that could have been so cool. God. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, I wish they would have done more with that scene. But don't worry. They come back to the set there. Oh, yeah. Um, and because that's the thing I'm curious about is I guess Sydney decides to go to the theater because she hears the music and she's like, oh, there must be somebody there. Mm-hmm. That's not the killer, because I guess. I, she was just running through the entire college campus and couldn't find anybody. But then the lights were on in the theater. And so she's like, well. I gotta go here. Yeah. Not to campus police. <laughs> yeah, and so it's pretty much there where... 
again, our lovely Derek, who was taken away previously by frat boys in cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a scene. It, that it was a thing that happened. <clears throat> and then they like rope him up to like the little thing, like the little platform that they have during the play that yeah. drops down. Um, and they they strip him. He becomes Jesus Christ, and they tie him to a crucifix. <laughs> yes, after getting wasted on beer. Yes, <laughs> but anyways, he's dropped down to reveal, and then all of a sudden, Ghostface appears, and guess who it is? Guy who never got any freaking screen time except maybe two minutes. It's Mickey, baby. Yeah, I noticed how this is, we're finally talking about the end. We haven't talked about either of the characters that are Ghostface. Yeah, <laughs> you one know, of them's Mickey. Well, and that's the thing. Like, that's that's a creative thing about Scream One. They have the killers right in your face all of the time, but they're having mm-hmm. you second guess every single time there, because uh, you're not expecting the ending where it's like, oh, it's two killers there um mickey popping out again what what did he talk about like the there's only like a few hints him talking about like movies being like oh yeah movies make killers Mm. you kidding me you know that's one and then two he has a video camera scene at one point Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah also he was also the one that like in the hospital was like um talking about Derek and he's like why did he run back in you know why was he there in the first place or whatever uh and and they have and you know Nev Campbell has like a scene where she's like oh like realizing like oh maybe I shouldn't trust him you know but I always thought it was funny because I thought the way they did the music and the way the camera kind of held on my my Mickey I was like did they realize that why does he know that he ran back in like that that was the first little Mm -hmm. hint for me I was like why did Mickey know that uh, Derek Rambeck. Yeah. So I was kind of like, could it be him? But then that thought was vanquished because you never see him in a significant you, scene in the movie he, after that. He's not in the film. Yeah. Which I feel like is just kind of cheap just to be like, yeah, remember this one character you didn't really give two thoughts about? Yeah. Yeah, it's them. He was in the background, but he didn't have an active role in any of the conversations. Yeah, and the whole, the whole like, motive is fine if just him being like oh yeah you know i will get away scot-free because i watched the movie stab and that's what made me go crazy yeah i i uh bought his motive as a somebody that was psychopathic mm-hmm. enough to do what he was doing anyways mm-hmm. and i thought it was on brand for the film and like what they were going for I thought it worked with how Scream is, you know, a big pop culture commentary thing. So then the villain is also a pop culture commentary kind of guy. Like, on paper, I get it. But, yeah, watching it, I was like, that's not what I wanted. That's a stupid motive, and I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like, overall, it's fine. It's not like, oh, this is actually bad. It's Mm. awful. I'm not saying that. It's just, like... This is kind of corny, and he's like, okay. ah, villain monologue on the stage, and then it's just mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah, but I like how uh, Mickey starts to screw with uh, Sydney, saying, oh yeah, there's always two killers there, and there's this whole back and forth thing on kind of like, oh, is Derek, you know, the accomplice there and mm-hmm. everything, and it's back and forth, back and forth until it culminates to where Mickey's like, I'm just going to shoot you. Yeah. And then shoots Derek, and uh, again, still goes on with his villain uh 
dialogue about like again just you know the movies made him do it and then lo and behold the real accomplice walks in holding gail weathers at gunpoint and it is the reporter lady that kept bothering her but not only that mm -hmm. it turns out to be uh mrs loomis aka billy's mother oh which, Billy's mommy. Yes, which she never appeared in the first film at all whatsoever right. she was gone so there's like zero way you could have guessed that there mm -hmm. it isn't until like um sydney's like mrs loomis you know like doing that and they mentioned or, she like lost 60 pounds or something and yeah like, like change her identity and everything and i do remember she was the killer the first time like watching through um i didn't remember she was a killer the first time mm. like i remembered her character but i just didn't remember that plot point it just wasn't something yeah. that stuck in my head well it was kind of like a like the b plot or it's the c plot even like she was like she didn't have anything to do really with the main plot she was just like obsessed with gail and they had like a weird thing where she wanted to be gail and gail was like i know you want to be me but now's not the time just like, oh, okay whatever it was just like it was like weird it's like she didn't have anything to do with like the murders or that were happening now like she was a reporter on the scene all the time but she was i don't know so like nobody was really paying attention to her and she wasn't she, there was no obvious motive she would have or whatever so i guess that's how they were trying to you know mix her into it but it just felt unsatisfying that she was like actually i'm this person and actually i want revenge it it, it was so unsatisfying so yeah. unsatisfying there just again just like you know i get it you know crazy mom wants revenge you know i mean that's and like they, they even dropped like a reference to mrs Voorhees earlier mm -hmm. in the film so i was like i guess that's how they were hinting but even that's yeah. like just a little too vague but yeah, that's that's why I thought. I felt like again, it was like something where you couldn't have guessed it, right? Uh, per se or anything like that. It, that's about the only hint that I I I, I could have. I didn't even piece it together. If I'm honest, Aaron, about like mm -hmm. the Mrs. Voorhees thing, but you know, just makes sense. Makes sense there. Um, I don't know. And then I I do like. I mean, I don't know. Like is a strong word. Uh, I do like how they just start shooting everybody. Like they shoot Gail, <laughs> it, and she falls into like the orchestra it was pit. Funny. It was a it was a much you say dear sister moment, where it's just like mm -hmm. yeah they shoot because she shoots because after Derek gets shot and she comes out and then she shoots Mickey, Mikey, Mickey, I don't remember. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey. And then while Mickey's falling down, he shoots Gale, and then Gale falls into the orchestra. Yeah, everybody is getting shot at the current moment. It was a very mm, what you say moment, mm -hmm. uh, definitely for sure. And it just ends up goofy. And again, you know, she's just like bitchy, like, oh yeah, no, I got it laid out there. You know, it's going to be him that kills everybody and then gets himself killed afterwards. It's the perfect mm -hmm. crime. I get my revenge. You know, and. I mean, I can't argue her motive. It's just whenever it comes up last minute or whatever, right. it doesn't make sense. Because here's the thing that makes sense about, like, the first one. Again, like, Billy's whole motive is the fact that he's mad because Sydney's mom caused his parents to divorce there. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And then Stu follows along because he's a follower there. He just yeah. gets, like, excited and hyped about it. As, as silly as it is, I buy it. 
I no, buy yeah. with how much of like a lap dog he is and for Billy. There are real violent psychopaths out there that are like that, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Um, yeah. and so killing, you know, I don't know, like killing Sydney for revenge of her son there, which you can even like hear like her say like awful stuff about like Billy's dad, mm-hmm. basically. Um, whatever you could tell, she's unhinged psycho, and it ends up with the final fight, which is really silly yeah it's very silly she runs backstage and she's just pulling <laughs> just comically large levers and stuff so that the lights just fall down and hit her and she's chopping things up with this big axe and it's 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 silly and it was even silly to begin with how like nev campbell is trapped on stage because they drop the backgrounds and stuff to where it's a perfect cage i mean right. it's like perfectly placed but yeah uh, Sydney's just going crazy with the fire axe, just cutting everything down, mm-hmm. and then Mrs. Loomis is going, ah, ah, fake fire, but ah. Her drama Lights. teacher was right all the time. She had to use it, use this theater <laughs> to to accomplish her, get over her trouble. <laughs> I am a fighter. <laughs> uh, anyways, and then, like, you know, the scene seems to culminate whenever all the rocks fall on her, which I'm like, they're not real rocks. Yeah, no, not real rocks. rocks man. Yeah, and if they were real rocks, no, they're not real rocks. Who what? am I kidding? No. I'm not even giving the Why are the they doubt. dragging, you know, fucking ton limestone blocks to, for a theater set? They're not. Yeah. No, they're falling. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, there's like the other struggle once again, and then lo and behold, uh, Joseph Cotton appears there, and he's the one with the gun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Mrs. Loomis is going on and says, like, I could get you your fame. You could be the sole survivor of the Woodsboro kills. Mm. You know, like going on and she's like, let me have this. And he's like, like, and like Joseph Cotton, it's like, they're trying to make him a nice guy, but he's also a dimwit, a very violent dimwit. He's such a, yeah, he's, he's like a, he's a character who's solely driven by the little motive they gave him. And it's weird. He's Mm. like, I need to get on TV and, and be the center of attention always and for people to know that i'm innocent and it's like he has no like they try to give him moments of sympathy and stuff but it's like just overshadowed by the fact that he's an aggressive asshole yeah yeah most definitely you don't feel sorry for him at all like maybe at the beginning before his motives start to become more and more clear he's like I want to be on television. I was in jail for a year. I need this mm-hmm. money. You know, he's like going on and on. And then it just ends up being like, I know they did it as a cheeky, funny, haha line, but it's just like, dinosaurs sounded pretty good right now. Right. And he's like, got a deal. And then just shoots her. And then of course they have the fake out of like, Oh, who did he actually shoot? But you know, he shot uh, Mrs. Loomis there. Right. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, you know, oh, turns out Gail's alive. And so they drag her out of the pit and says, like, are you okay? She's like, no, I got shot. <laughs> Which I love that line. Yeah. Um, it's a good line. And then she has, like, the gun there. And then they're all staring at, you know, Mrs. Loomis being like, I think she might come back. Or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Mickey pops up screaming, going, ah! Yeah. And both Gail and Cindy just unload Pulp Fiction him <laughs> back into the afterlife. Just, <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought that mm-hmm. was funny. I would have preferred if Mickey just like groaned or something, and then they shot him, or like, or like mm-hmm. tried to get up, and then they shot him a bunch. I thought that, it, I, that would have been more funny. Just <laughs> like she tried to grab a knife or something, and then they just unload. That would have been funnier and more effective. But the fact that he's just like, wooga, wooga, wooga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just pops like, up <laughs> screaming, going <laughs> like yeah. some jump scare, and then I, I do, I, I do find it funny that Sydney's like. Do you think she's dead? I don't know. Yeah. Now she is. Ugh. Sanest horror protagonist. Yes. <laughs> to go for Ab- the double tap. Absolutely double tap. And then, you know, it's getting to the resolution where, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the killer's done. You know, like usual happy ending stuff. And then Dewey's alive. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah. They really were just like... Oh, well, we gotta make this a franchise, so let's keep some characters alive. <laughs> yeah, we'll just kill off Randy, the one who was the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I I find the ending scene a little stupid. Um, where, you know, it's like Sydney walking out, and then all the interviewers are coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I, I do think it's a sweet moment, whatever you want to call it, but whenever... You know, the cameraman comes back for Gales and is like, yeah, I'm here for the story and stuff. And then she's like, no, nah, I'm going with Dewey. Mm-hmm. You know, like drops the story and just goes back. So I thought that was nice. But then like whenever all the people are trying to interview uh, Sidney Prescott, she's like, talk to Joseph. He's the one you want to talk to. And they were like, He's oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they were going. Let's going just to... not talk to the sole survivor. <laughs> yeah. And then Joseph's like, reporters, reporters, please, one at a time. You have to pay me for an interview. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then it just shows Sydney walking on college campus with a not-so-great song as they zoom out and mm-hmm. look at how nice the campus is. Yeah. That's the movie. That is the movie. They wrap everything up with a nice little bow, um, but it's just not satisfying. (laughs) It's not. It's really not. And again, it's like, I would give it a five, but comparatively to other films I've seen Mm -hmm. on this show that I've given a five, I'm like, I feel like I'd be discrediting them. I give it a five just because I feel like it is, it is paced well it is creative enough it is um has enough interesting characters and lines and dialogue and stuff that it does it for me but it's just so mediocre that it ends up also not surpassing a five because it's it's like an average it's dead dead middle this is a five you know yeah for me it's like one of those things that i enjoy how creative the first one is that i feel like the creativity is still existent, mm-hmm. but again, you only get a couple of those creative moments and just a whole lot of nothing. Because especially towards the end of the film, I'm just like, I just kind of want this film to be over mm. by now. Like by the point that Dewey and Gale are sneaking onto campus to find a VCR player, I'm True. just like, oh my gosh, this goes on forever. That's... I felt like I haven't seen Ghostface in forever. That is where it started to sort of drag for me, and then, yeah, that whole ending scene, I was just like, all right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's still a fine film. Don't get me wrong. I'm only harsh because I love the first one so much. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it comes for me there, um, because it's still, like, I still give it a 4.5, because as compared to something like Hellraiser 2, um, I just find there's a lot more stuff to get excited about and yeah. less things to get like super mad about. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Anyway, so 
Anything else you want to talk about this film? No, I would love to talk about our next film. All right, we're going to talk about the next film here. So this next film is uh, a film from uh, our time. You know, (gasps) like uh, basically, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact year. I don't want to sound like a klutz here, but I want to say it was 2014 whenever it came out. Nope. 2013 see yes it came out in 2013 um and it focuses on an idea okay an idea about how to make america a better place Uh... if if there is something you did once every year yes it is the purge Yes, it is time to celebrate the purge coming up here. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see y'all again next time when we're popping the scary with the purge. 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 I want to purge Scream 2 out of my mind. Oh, no. Not really. Just kidding. I love you, Scream 2, except not really. You better please. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube, CastBox, or iTunes platforms to stay up to date when new episodes drop. To see what Aaron and I are up to, check out our respective Twitter accounts. For me, it is at ColkirkVA, and for Aaron, it is at AnimalGameDev. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. We'll speak to you all again next time when we're popping the scary.